Hi there, my name's Max Newland. My friends and I love anime, but you don't have to take my word for it. Hello, my name is Max Kostrak, and I have a confession today. I do love anime. Hey there, my name is Stevie Matos, and I love anime like I love yogurt parfaits. I watch it, I engage with it, and I think about it a lot. Give me a good bed of mechs, sprinkled with some harem anime, a slice of life, and some little dabs of a sports anime. Let's go. Mm. Now doesn't that sound delicious? Join us every Monday at the After School Anime Club, a podcast where we play fun games and talk through the anime classics of the 90s and 2000s. That's the After School Anime Club, available now on your podcatcher of choice. Um, actually, a game show about args and the people who make them. I'm your host, Mart. I am one half of the Argonauts, and this is our 101st episode. Joining me as a contestant today is my usual co-host, Andrew. Hi, uh, I'm Andrew. You can find me on Twitter at co-host Sherms. I don't know what's happening today. <laughs> Joining me as well in our middle co-host seat is Michael Anderson. Hey, it's Michael Anderson. Uh, I run ARGN.com, and then you can find me online for most social platforms at MJ Anderson, A N D E R S E N. Last but not least, the third contestant on our show today is Morgan. Hi, I'm Morgan. Um, you can find me on various places under various names, but I think the only important one is my bandcamp, We Did the Time Warp Again, .bandcamp.com. Uh, I do music. I released an album late last year. Check it out. <laughs> but not and until this episode is done. <laughs> <laughs> no, pause the episode right now. <laughs> no, it's like two hours long. <laughs> <laughs> and so all three of you are here today because uh, you know quite a bit about ARGs or have listened to quite a bit of Argonauts or have been on quite a bit of Argonauts. <laughs> I've listened to a great many episodes. Yeah, <laughs> some more than once. <laughs> and uh, I have I have put together a little a little game show. Uh, we have eight questions. So we have three rounds that are eight questions each, and they are um actually questions. Which is, I will make a statement about an arg, and it is your job to tell me what is wrong with that statement and it could be something very semantic or it could be something very obvious <laughs> uh we also have two mini games and a final challenge of three questions oh my god um do we okay. do it in the form of an um actually uh i think I'm not going to dock you points if you don't, because there's a good chance that I will forget as well. <laughs> Amazing. We don't, we don't have a fact checker. Yeah. <laughs> separate in the booth to say, I'm actually, humor. they didn't, I'm actually. Yeah. Uh, I'm keeping points on a leaderboard. Uh, the way that I think buzzing in is going to work is if you could all just 
type and copy the word buzz and just have it on your clipboard. <laughs> and uh, Riverside has a little chat window. And so the first person I see do it in there, uh, I will call on. And if you get it wrong, then somebody else will get a chance to steal. The mini games. one of them will work that way and the other one we'll talk about when we get to it. <laughs> Okay. Great. Do we all feel prepared for round one? Hell yeah. Oh, no. I think so. I, I'm going to horribly we... disappoint you. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I, I understand the rules, but I'm not ready. <laughs> I will say, part of this, uh, my job on the podcast is to be the ARG idiot. Um, to, Marn's Marg, to Marn's ARG expert, uh, which means that like there's nowhere to go but up for me. Uh, I think I'm also going to copy these facts into the chat so that you can read over them at your leisure after I read them to you, because some of them are quite long. Okay. <laughs> okay. Amazing. Are you ready? Let's go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right, let us begin round one. Sexy Girl Max 2019 was an arg on Tumblr famously featuring the phrase, Hey, pea brain, you teleport? The main characters were Anita, a guardian angel who manifested as a porn blog, Max, her sickly human ward, and Scene Teens, a renegade angel with a blog focused on scene kid culture. Uh, d- ding? Yes. <laughs> um, actually, it wasn't a porn blog. It was... It seemed like a porn bot, but it wasn't, like, posting porn on its own website. That is technically correct, but not the answer I was looking for. (laughs) (laughs) I will give you a point, but if anyone wants to steal the actual answer or make a guess, you may. Okay. I'm going to buzz in with all I remember about this really was the, oh, yeah, this is a Tumblr thing. And boy, was this a Tumblr arg. But was Scene Teens blog actually Scene Kid Culture or was it a different genre? It was actually Scene Kid Culture. Ah, shucks. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to send in my buzz now. Um, I think. Okay, I might sound really stupid saying this, but was it? Actually, 2018? I feel like 2019 is, like, later than the ARG actually ran. It was 2019. Damn it. <laughs> uh, the correct answer is that Max was the angel and Anita was the human. No! Oh, oh, I was thinking... <laughs> I, I do love that we all completely trusted that, hey, P-Brain, you teleport. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. We were all, oh. all on board with, no, that, that's real. We know it's real. On board with that. Let, let's tackle the rest of it. <laughs> I, yeah. I was a little worried because Marn put it in the chat and I thought there's no way that all four words are spelled correctly in the original post, right? But I didn't think that's where Marn was going with it. <laughs> the one fact that everyone knows is that Hey, P-Radio Teleport is correct. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Question two. Fact two. Spectacular Organic Corporation's initial trailhead that clued players into its nature as an ARG was lines of Morse code inserted into their ad videos on YouTube. These codes decoded to lines from John Keats' poem, Ode on Melancholy. Um, I'm... I'm, Buzz. Uh, Uh, I saw Andrew first. (laughs) Yeah. I... You know what? I'm I'm gonna take a shot. Um, Uh um, I'm actually... The lines were from a different poem? You are correct. (gasps) For another point, can you tell me what the poem is or who wrote it? 
I we did this episode. I feel like it was a poet that I knew and a poem that I knew, but my poem knowledge is very small. Um, was it Walt Whitman? Leaves it was of not Grass? Walt Whitman. Okay. <laughs> can I it can was... I name the poem to steal? Yes. Uh, I'll give it, you a point. Um, it, I forget the name, but it was in Xanadu did Kublai Khan is stately pleasure dome decree, which I think it was not. No, that was the Pepsi arc. Oh, no. and I did that one. Yeah, I wrote that poem. <laughs> a stately Pepsi dome. Yeah, exactly. Oh no, Michael, would you like to guess the poet? I would like to guess the poet, but I'm not gonna get it. Guess it. Uh, let's go with, uh, you know what? I'm going to go for the poem. Were we dealing with proof rock? No, it was, uh, Yeats's The Second Coming. Ah. Uh, I get Keats and Yeats confused, so I did that one for me. <laughs> it's basically the same name. You just yeah. kind of hack off yeah, the bottom of the K. All right. Three. Art of the Heist, Audi's ARG to market the Audi A3, featured in-person meetups and dead drops at exotic locales such as Coachella, E3, and the Metropolitan Museum of Art. Uh, Morgan. Buzz, um, wasn't, yes. it, wasn't it Toyota, not Audi? It was Audi. Fuck. Oh, I'm really making a fool of myself. We'll talk about Toyota a little bit later. <laughs> oh, no. I'll go for a buzz on this one. Okay. So, it's going to be one of the exotic locales. I remember Coachella. And, a- Andrew, boy, am I serving stuff up for you right now. Um, I remember car dealership. I am going to go with E3 is the one that was not one of the locations on this one. E3 was real. They staged a fight there. <laughs> oh, right. Buzz. Andrew. Uh- I mean, I guess the real answer is that it wasn't the Met, but I'm going to go with uh, neither Coachella, E3, or the Met are all that exotic. <laughs> that, all right. I, I, I really like that. Technically I, both <laughs> correct. I'll give you the point for it not being the Met, though. <laughs> no, was it was it not the Met? It was, was not. Was it a different museum? Uh, it was Times Square, actually. Okay. Oh, that's like the least exotic place on Earth, I think. I know. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Four, Cloverfield's promotional ARG focused primarily on the MySpace pages of the main cast members. However, it expanded its story to include Marlena's roommate, Jamie, and her boyfriend, Teddy, neither of whom appear in the movie. Michael. I'm going to buzz in for this one just because I thought that they weren't main characters in it, but didn't either Jamie or Teddy show up really briefly for like that one intro scene? Yes, you are correct. Jamie shows up for like... 30 seconds at the oh, beginning thank, of the movie. Thank goodness I'm on the board. <laughs> Better than me. Michael's <laughs> on the board. Oh, man. Five. Camdrome, a horror arg run by an anonymous developer, debuted at PAX 2013 with a booth featuring a masked attendant and a computer monitor covered in fake blood. It would never reappear at the convention, but communicated with players via the Camdrome Twitter for several years afterwards, Andrew. Um, actually, they did show back up a couple years later as part of something else, right? They did not. They never reappeared at PAX. Oh. Uh, Buzz. Morgan. 
Um, yes. Was there no attendant at all? Was it just the computer There was monitor? no attendant. We're going to set the board. Oh, oh nice. Oh, yeah. Good yeah, job. <laughs> Six. Pizza Time Pizza is not a cult, but it did ask players to do simple tasks like destroying pizza from other chains and putting Pizza Time Pizza flyers up in their local Italian restaurants. Michael. Um, okay. I'm going to get flamed for this one. But, <laughs> um, actually, Pizza Time Pizza is a cult. <laughs> but, Michael, they say so plainly that they're not a cult. There's a whole song about it, Michael. <laughs> It's, it's a banger of a song, but there is a song called Pizza Time Pizza is Not a Cult. Doesn't change the fact that I joined yet another cult. And as the fun fact, in the end of Pizza Time Pizza for that final episode where you're going through and there's the Easter egg of here's the list of people who uh, got killed. I am canonically dead oh in God. Pizza Time oh Pizza. <laughs> so so funny. Would, would a not cult canonically kill me? I, okay, yeah, that's not a fair question. <laughs> yeah, my pizza time pizza is not a cult song is raising a lot of an- questions answered by my pizza time pizza is not a cult song oh my God. for the listeners at home yes i'm wearing a not a spy hat right now <laughs> <laughs> andrew would you like to attempt to steal you know i put buzz in the chat because i was gonna make the same joke um, <laughs> joke, andrew i'm dead serious it's a, it's literally a, dead serious <laughs> i think that um, actually, did they want you to put flyers up in other restaurants? They did not. That is a point for Andrew. Okay. This is where the, the editing knowledge comes in handy, because yeah. I technically listened to all these question, these conversations twice. Mm-hmm. This is where watching enough episodes of Um Actually uh, pays off to say, yeah. take, take it to the comments. I was robbed here. <laughs> Seven. Knock 10 is another mysterious horror arg with an unknown developer. Its story leaves much up to interpretation, but players have been able to deduce that the titular Knock 10 refers to the research station Nocturne, a research station in the Bermuda Triangle with a device that can read and assimilate human minds. Buzz. Morgan. Uh, this, the research station was not in the Bermuda Triangle, it was in the Arctic? Or Antarctic? Uh, you are... So you are right that it's not in the triangle, oh. and I will give you a point for that, but you were wrong about where it actually is. Mariana's Trench. Yep. Yes! You got it. Nice. <laughs> there you go. Nice work. All right. Our final question of round one. Christor is a dimension-hopping arg that takes place across five color-coded universes. Green, pink, red, yellow, and our universe, blue. Buzz. Morgan. Uh, there wasn't a pink universe. It was teal? There is a pink universe. There could be a teal one that I'm also forgetting. Oh, no. I know what the problem is now. Um, <laughs> um, actually, our universe is the red one, not blue. Hey, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> you, uh, you you said Crystor, and I put my buzzer down on my table, metaphorically, because... <laughs> We did like eight parts about that one, and I don't remember anything yep. about it. <laughs> they were a fever dream. <laughs> All right, so your first mini game. Hold on, I have to open a separate Google Doc. <laughs> oh no, she's opening a second Google Doc. It's not that serious, I promise. <laughs> if, this, <laughs> if this is a speed run of who can solve a rail fence uh, faster, I'm hanging up right now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's been a good run. We're gone. <laughs> Uh, if you actually turn it I into pro- a bacon Someone cipher, you can my door. clip through. <laughs> I promise I would not be that mean to you. 
<laughs> yeah, someone just knocked on my door and handed me a uh, piece of paper with some scrambled words on it. Let me go ahead and post these in the chat. Mm-hmm. All right. So your first mini game is that I have eight quotes from different args. Oh no. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. oh no. <laughs> For one point, you can name the ARG that it's from. All I need to know is the title of the ARG. For an additional point, you could tell me the character who says it. It's just going to be eight things of cryptic nonsense. Uh huh. <laughs> Great. Are you ready for number one? Of yeah. course we're not. We've established that. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> Everyone is, I'll buy you a hamburger when I get back from the tube. Oh, I remember you joking about this too. Uh, Buzz, this is, uh, um, this is my Milwaukee. It is. And it is the guy at the end of the original video. Or, uh, yeah, the guy from the end of the video says this to Terry Nanny. I don't know if he has a name. He does, but I, w- I will accept that answer. Okay, <laughs> he's like the skater literally looking just dude. Treasure Hunter in the credits. Okay, yeah, the Treasure Hunter guy. <laughs> all right, quote two. Everybody has a guardian angel, but you all probably knew that. Look behind your shoulder. You won't be able to see them, but they will hold your neck. They will hold your neck and feel your human pulse. Buzz? Morgan. Um, is that Sexy Girl Max? It is. Who uh, Do you oh, think you know uh, who oh, says um, it? <laughs> Max. I don't know who it's from. <laughs> nope. <laughs> if anyone thinks that they can, that they know the character, I'll give you a point. I mean, if I, I've already forgotten her name, so... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Michael, just scroll up, back in, the up in the chat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly what I was doing, and it doesn't scroll up. Oh, there we go. Uh, Buzz... I'm going to go for Anita on that one. It is not Anita. Oh, Andrew, take it home for us. Buzz. Yeah. Scene teams. It is scene teams. <laughs> Great. Scene the third team. of the three characters. <laughs> <laughs> I scrolled through the scene teams blog to find a quote that wasn't uh, like I've seen. It's a lifestyle. Because <laughs> that one's too obvious. Uh, quote three. Let's talk about dreams of stages and dreams of bodies and dreams of scissors, dreams of tools, dreams of cleverly packaged material, of dice in the jungle that we roll but do not understand. A buzz? Andrew. This sounds like Christor. It is not Christor. Okay. I'm going to buzz in with the wrong one as well. Yes. This to me screams Slenderverse. Like everything about this is saying just... Let's dive into that world. So let's go Everyman Hybrid. It is not Everyman Hybrid. Oh, thank God. I don't need to guess a name from it. (laughs) Uh, Buzz, is this um, Jejun Institute? It is not Jejun Institute. This is Is a a quote from... A third uh, one from that guy? (laughs) No, it's not. Uh, This is from uh, the Pronunciation Book YouTube channel from the Bear Stearns Bravo ARG. Oh. Yeah. All right. Quote four. We want to show you that there's sort of a yin and yang between mental and physical health, so we decided why not make a video blog. Oh, Buzz. <laughs> Morgan. That one is Everyman Hybrid, right? That one is Everyman Hybrid. <laughs> <laughs> but do you know which Everyman oh, Hybrid Oh, God. Um, it, this sounds like Jeff? Is that? It is not Jeff. 
What are Would the anyone else names? like to guess which of the three Everyman hybrids? <laughs> who, the other one I remember my, is Evan. But who I, my boys, I the audience staying, is screaming at me. I have stayed so hard on this one. Oh, that leads to the coin flip to me. I'm going to say that this was Vince. It was. There you awesome. go. Awesome. Didn't have any frame of reference. I just... All right, quote five. In a world where everything is so fake and digital, it can be easy to forget what's real, what's true and good, what keeps a person grounded. Andrew. Buzz, is this the beast? No. Michael. Buzz, is this one of the most normal quotes out of uh, Must Love Robots? It is not. (sighs) I mean, I guess I'll use my free Buzz... Um, mm-hmm. Is this Iris, the Halo 3 arc? No, this is a <laughs> quote from I Am Sophie. Oh, oh, that makes sense. Right. I'm not even going to pretend an O on that one. I, it's an <laughs> O. <laughs> quote six. Oh, you think identity theft is funny? Not going to be such a joke when I steal your identity and your wife wakes up in bed next to me and your kids call me dad while you get stuck with $50,000 of puppet college debt and a lifetime ban from Trader Joe's. Uh, Buzz. Andrew. Uh, this is from Crystore and mm-hmm. it is the intern that runs the Twitter account. It is. asking people for uh like quotes that i should put in here so like a several people specifically was like you have to have uh, like one of the muppet tweets yeah. in here. And, and, and wake see, up next to your wife with fifty thousand dollars in puppet school that is and, and see i heard muppets and the first thing i was jumping to was we lost our gold the muppet treasure hunt arg that buried a bunch I of uh, gold in uh, new york Martin, write that God. down Write that down <laughs> that's real that's real. Uh, <gasps> Glove and Boots was the YouTube channel, and before oh Glove and Boots became Glove and Boots, which did the like YouTube "Let's Explain Copyright to You" video that they officially use. Oh my god! They did this online treasure hunt thing of, "Hey, let me introduce you to our um, Muppet Piratey cast of characters." It's hilarious. Strongly Holy suggested. Shit. Unfortunately, gold was never found um, after Hurricane. Andrew, I want to say. I don't remember which hurricane. After the big hurricane that I should remember from New York, um, they ended up, uh, because some of the clues ended up getting destroyed, they ended up digging up the gold and giving it to uh, recovery efforts. Oh, oh, wow. That's cool. Okay. That sounds like Hurricane Sandy. Saying... That was the really, really bad It, it was Sandy, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hurricane Andrew was like two months before I was born. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, no. <laughs> A- Andrew makes landfall is like a headline in my baby book. That's so wow. funny. And Andrew makes landfall coastlines devastated. Like, oh my God. page two. Oh, Andrew, no. <laughs> Andrew, what did you do? Devastated some coastlines, I guess. Oh my God. Quote seven is the library is like a candy store where everything is free. Oh, shoot. What was this one? Um, That's what we're all saying. <laughs> I'm buzzing in. Um, is this yes. the Guy Fieri Tumblr arc? It is the Guy Fieri Tumblr arc. It's from that one character who really loved books, um, which was like half the characters. <laughs> uh, what's her name? One of the sisters. No. No. Well, 
Actually, I'll technically give it to you because it's just from the blog. Okay. There's no, like, designated speaker of this one. (laughs) Technicalities, baby. That's Mr. Fury himself. (laughs) The final quote uh, in in our minigame is, Life isn't just a place where you can have fun. Not if you want to be successful. Life isn't about hanging out in the desert with your friends. Oh, this is a buzz. Yes. This is from the Adult Swim ARG. It is. And it's um the like the lady that runs an evil house or something. She's like um I don't know if she's actually the person's mom, but she like plays a mom role to pe I don't remember this ARG well enough. I just remember <laughs> that she just said life isn't a place where you hang out with your friends in the desert. I feel like you've described her accurately enough that I'm gonna give you the point. Her name is literally just Dr. X. Yeah, okay. He's yeah. a doctor at the Institute. Okay, that's yeah. right. <laughs> All right. Honestly, rap. I could just say, oh, yeah, the doctor at the Institute. And that describes like 60% mm-hmm. of our characters. As we move into round two, Andrew has 12 points, Morgan has seven points, and Michael has one point on the board. But on the board and happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> Our first fact of round two. Sam Thomas, protagonist of Fine 815, becomes obsessed with finding the the missing oceanic air flight due to his flight attendant fiance Sonia being aboard when the plane vanished. Hmm. There's so little information in here, too. Yeah. Um, Well, we got to take a swing, right? Uh, Buzz. Yes, Andrew. Uh, his name is not Sam Thomas. His name is Sam Thomas. <laughs> okay. Well, that was the first two words. Y'all, y'all got it right there. Oh, buzzing. What the heck? Uh, uh, the flight attendant wasn't the fiance. Yes. You are, you are right oh. about the incorrect. So she was his girlfriend, but he had not proposed to her yet. So yes, you're correct. <sighs> That's right, he was pre-vorced. <laughs> yeah, we joked about that on the podcast. <laughs> Alright, fact two. A key clue to the mysteries of Frog Fractions 2 was found via a comment promoting the Bug Brothers travel agency, left by developer Justin Bortnick on a Eurogamer on a Eurogamer article about the ARG. Um, buzzing in, I refuse to accept that they were as overt in that game to actually have the developer leave a comment somewhere. It, it, had, to have been, it had to have been obscured at least one more layer than that. <laughs> no, they absolutely did do that. He used a, uh, it was under a username, but it was like his publicly available Twitter username. <laughs> T- take it to the comments. I'm going for partial credit for it was under a username. <laughs> uh, buzzing in, it wasn't a Eurogamer article. It was not. It was a Polygon article. Mm. Mm-hmm. The, our, our, the difficulty threshold on these has increased, by the way. <laughs> I couldn't tell. <laughs> yeah, Justin Bortnick's hanging out with Justin McElroy. Yeah. It was literally Justin McElroy who wrote the article, so you're yeah, I right. <laughs> I know what I'm talking about, Mark. <laughs> I do the show, too. <laughs> Fact three, in Act 2 of Something in the Sea, Mark Meltzer sets off on a boat from Long Island in November 1968 to continue the search for his kidnapped daughter, Cindy, and learn the secrets of the underwater city rapture. 
I'm going to buzz in with a technicality here, which is mm-hmm. hopefully the best kind of uh, cality. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, actually, I didn't think he knew it was Rapture at this point yet. So, yeah, he was trying to learn secrets. But did he, did he find out this early? Because I know we had that fun little timeline toggle where we could change the website as I... this one goes along genuinely do not remember if he knew that it was called Rapture at this point. I will give you a technicality point for that. Don't take it to the comments because I'm wrong, folks. (laughs) (laughs) There is a larger error in this statement, though. Um, um, arguably, it wasn't in November because that's way too cold to be boating off Long Island. So it was in November in real time. I think it was like June. Okay, but that is not the that is not the factual error. <laughs> Buzz, Andrew. Oh, this is more a geography question. Can you get anywhere taking a boat from Long Island? I don't know. Can yes, you? there's is... like a Long Island ferry. <laughs> I think. Uh, well, Wait, so, so yeah, yes, it is. Can you ocean, get the it, ocean it is from Long Yes. Okay, it, I might be. I it, think... the, the island part is there. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I thought it was an island inside of New York. I might be thinking of Manhattan. Yes. I don't know my bureaus. Okay. <laughs> They're called burrows. <laughs> that's that's what I said. I'm from Kentucky. <laughs> was that your guess that he couldn't get anywhere from Long Island? <laughs> yeah, that was my guess. <laughs> I'm I'm really tempted to give you that point of the technicality because no the, way. The error is that he didn't leave from Long Island. He left from Baltimore, Maryland. Oh. I will take it if you'll <laughs> offer it. I will offer that to you because you were the closest. I- <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. Fact four. The point. The final point of view character of Ben Drowned was Sarah, a woman playing the haunted cartridge whose in-game choices players could influence by voting in Twitter polls. Michael. Um, actually, yes, Sarah was the character who looped in for the final scenes of Ben Drowned, but didn't it circle back to having Jadusable be the main character again for that last element of things? No, he was the, he was a main character in the beginning of Act 3, and then his storyline got cut out because it was too close to the actual pandemic and political scene that was happening at the time. Um, our, oh, go ahead. Um, Buzz. No, Morgan was first. I know it now. It wasn't Twitter polls. It was... You are correct. Um, I'm not sure what it was, but it wasn't Twitter polls. It was... I I, I can chime in with what it was. I was going to say, Michael, can you provide what it was to steal the point? Yeah, um, it it won't be a steal the point, but it might be a pity point, hopefully. Mm -hmm. Um, it was Patreon (laughs) polls. Yeah, you got it. Uh, and, and it was uh, he actually had that really cool setup going on with the alternate reality game where um, the Patreon was that out of game world that both let you follow and influence while also letting you pay money in that direction yeah. Yeah, while still cool. having everything existing in its own kind of ecosystem. It was neat. Yeah. Cool. That's sick. Yeah. Fact five of round two, the culminating event of the Bloodlines 2 ARG tender was Operation Cerberus, a multi-part operation to help tender co-founder Angela Carney infiltrate a San Francisco event and expose the insidious intentions behind the app. Andrew. Buzz, uh, it wasn't Angela Carney. It was 
the doctor from the Institute. <laughs> no, it was Angela Carney. Okay. I'm going to buzz in and get this one wrong. So, uh-huh. a- and Morgan got great news for you. As I'm going through this, I'm going to give you all the abilities to steal points from me here because <laughs> I'm not going to quite get it. That oh, no. Yes, it was- so yes, it was going to be San Francisco, uh, San Francisco, because I'm pretty sure it was uh, during uh, an event where they had something going on at the Moscow. That um, I'm iffy on Operation Cerberus, but not going there. I'm giving credit for multi-part because I do remember there was this really fun dynamic of people were solving online while there were people live at the event going for their own tracks. Um, I'm going to go with the purpose of this wasn't actually to expose the insidious intentions. It was to hide it because we were partially helping vampires and they wanted to keep the secrets. So it was to expose and then a bunch of vampires showed up in like a event and killed people. Yeah, it it was a bloodbath for that conclusion. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Morgan, would you like to try and steal? I'm going to try and say... It wasn't Operation Cerberus. Was it Operation Hydra? So it was not Operation Cerberus. I'll give you the point for that. It wasn't Operation Hydra, though. It was uh, Operation Pegasus. Hmm, okay. Pegasus. Sure. (laughs) Named after the guy from Yu-Gi-Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So (laughs) amusingly, as the weird tender story of this is the only way I'm going to get non-points out of this show... (laughs) Um, There was a convention going on in San Francisco a month before the event went down, but while the clues of something's going to be happening in San Francisco is going to be going on. So uh, when I was at the uh, immersive theater uh, convention, I think it was called the next stage at that time, uh, I actually went out to a lot of the GPS locations that were being clued and did little selfies by them showing, hey, I'm here. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> that's incredible that's great alright uh, fact 6 I keep being afraid that I'm going to copy these they have the answer right next to them in my doc and I keep being afraid I'm going to copy the answer <laughs> <laughs> fact 6 the titular character of I Am Sophie often travels with an entourage including her best friend Plum manager Chelsea and cameraman Ben um actually uh buzz yes ben wasn't her cameraman ben was her computer guy no you're thinking of mark mark Damn. was her computer guy i like where your mind is at though um, Michael. actually and this is going to be a technicality that's wrong so i accept that i'm not getting any points <laughs> Sophie wasn't actually Sophie because <laughs> Sophie turns into Lara. We later find out she's other Sophie and that she's actually a clone slash droid. So I am Sophie. The titular character was not Sophie. It was the weird sex bot. Okay. That's my answer. <laughs> I mean, you are technically right, but there is the definitely best a kind of thing right. wrong with this sentence. <laughs> uh, Buzz was... Uh, her manager wasn't named Chelsea, I feel like. That is correct. Her manager's name was Chloe. Chloe. <sighs> is that the one that Enbird kept flirting with? No, Lara is the one that Enbird kept yeah, flirting Lara's with. Yeah, Lara is the one, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Fact seven. 
Most people know that I Love Bees involved players answering random payphones in order to progress through the story. What they don't know is that those calls, both live and pre-recorded, actually came through to 500 payphones worldwide. I'm buzzing in on this one. Michael? Uh, I think it was actually more than 500. It was. It was 777. And nice. as the terrifying thing, for, for one of the art conventions that happened back in the day, um, they were describing the process of what it was like to actually get confirmation of these are working payphones, because even then, that was a question. So they had this massive endeavor of flying out interns to check payphones to say, yep, yep, th- 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 this is a working phone we can use. Wow. Jesus. God. What a job. <laughs> God. Yeah, I was. I wish um, I had interns I could use to make an arg. I wish I could be at that level of production on something. I was. Uh, I was rereading the I Love Bees like summary last night to try and like put some I Love Bees stuff in here. I was like, seven hundred seventy-seven is a crazy number. That's uh-huh. more than halfway to a thousand. That's insane. <laughs> I I don't know if that many payphones like exist in the world today. I think they don't. <laughs> I would, yeah, I would bet money on the fact that they don't. They don't make args like they used yeah. to. <laughs> it, to such an extent of throwing in the other fact, um, for I Love Bees, one of the actors who went on to become one of the really well-known voice actors was Kamal was played by Yuri, uh, Yuri Lowenthal, who, oh, yeah. is the vo- who is the voice after- actor of basically half of the anime characters you know and love. Oh my god. Yeah, wow. wow. Yeah, that's I. I feel like I looked up something about Yuri Lowenthal recently. It was like, what the fuck? He was an Isle of Bees, <laughs> <laughs> and he still goes back in almost every project that uh, Sean Stewart works on. There's a it, it, Sean will fight to find some way of getting Yuri in that sucker. That's crazy. I love I that. I can't imagine playing an ARG and you hear a recording and you're just like Sasuke. Is that Sasuke? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> more more args should have Sasuke jump scares. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fact eight, the last fact of round two. Towards the end of Everyman Hybrid, one player received a package from Dr. Korenthal's former lawyer. This package contained a tape recorder with over two hours of tape recorded by a different iteration of main character Vinny. Buzz. Oh. Andrew. Yeah. Buzz, uh, um, actually, technically, it is near the end of Everyman Hybrid if you look at it on, like, the <laughs> clues scale. <laughs> uh, but technically, it was recorded within the first, like, years that it happened. And on a timeline, it was still uh, nowhere near the end. No, it was pretty close to the end. Okay. Although, to, to your credit, I also would have gone for the no Slenderman arc truly ends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Morgan. Yeah. Um, arc truly. Was it Jeff, not Vinny? It was Vinny. I don't know why I keep oh, thinking right, it's Jeff. Because he'd been dead for six years at that point. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> Ooh, I'm going to buzz in with... Uh-huh. Um, actually, uh-huh. it was not a tape recorder of over two hours because most cassette tapes can only do uh, 90 minutes. 
That is correct. It was a USB that yes. had audio on it. Oh. <laughs> Analog horror knowledge of actual formats pays off for once. Nice. Damn. <laughs> Michael with the clinch. So our second mini game is one that I had the help of some of my real life friends devising. Uh, and it is a game called Arg or Not. <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> and I have a list of six args that I'm going to read you, and I'm going to post the full list once I'm done. Uh, and you are each going to write which ones you think are real args that have existed in the world. Oh, my God. And which ones you think are fake. <laughs> oh, okay. boy. Okay. I'm going to read them, and I'm going to put them in the chat, and then you all get to do it, and I will give you points. I will give you each points for how many you get correct. Okay, so we all answer for all of them. It's not a time yes. thing. And, and yeah. how would you want us submitting it? Just we hold our answer, and then you do one, two, three, submit? Or yeah. we're all guessing uh, anyway, so it's fine? <laughs> uh, you're all guessing anyway, so it's fine. I would just do, like, I'm going to give you the full text, and you can take however long you want just to be like, one, true, one, two, false, okay. whatever. Okay. 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 Number one, an arg about human subjects inside a test base for the Human Preservation Project. It included a live event at Bonnaroo and was entirely to promote Five Gum. Number two, the Phoenix Hunt, a puzzle hunt style ARG in which participants had to find golden unicorn Gundam figurines hidden in hobby shops across Japan. It was to promote the release of the Gundam NT anime. Three, an ARG run through secret codes in the Neopets magazine and on limited edition merch at limited two stores to promote the release of Neopets mobile game Lutari Island. Four, a scavenger hunt at E3 2018 to promote the release of Yoshi's Crafted World by having participants find game keys attached to yarn-bombed areas around the convention. This would later cause online discourse about the environmental impact of yarn-bombing. <laughs> Five. World Without Oil, an ARG created to call attention to and spark dialogue around the possibility of a global oil shortage. It received a Peabody Award for Digital and Interactive Storytelling in 2022. Six. A high fashion whodunit with 3D interactive scenes, spreads in fashion magazines, and a climax set at a real-life runway show. It was to promote the Toyota Camry, and at least one player walked away with a new car. Oh my god. Oh god, that formatted oh. horribly. Hang on, I'm going to send it on the <laughs> in okay, Discord. So, so it is the uh, six of them then? Yeah. Uh, yes, there is six. I will, I'll send it on Discord so it's actually readable. I didn't know it was going to format like that. <laughs> Marn, if you told me that we've done episodes about all six of these, I would believe you. <laughs> wow. I, I'm just happy okay. I recognize some of them. Okay, I I'm going to... Know at least one of these that was real. I'm gonna swing for the fences with my answer. Uh-huh. I'm just, I'm gonna shut up until you want the answers, but... <laughs> <laughs> I will say I tested these on Riley and they got very distressed. <laughs> which of these were real? <laughs> Right, now that you say that, I'm going to change one of these answers. Oh, God. <laughs> Let us know when you want to hit. Yeah, who do you uh, want to go first? Let's just go down the line. Let's do Andrew, Morgan, Michael. Okay. Post is here to be to keep me honest. Okay. Uh-huh. I think 
that the five gum arg is real. I think Phoenix Hunt, the the Gundam one, is fake. I think that the Neopets one, I think that Neopets args do exist, but that's not one of them. Also, I didn't know if they had a mobile game or not. I think that the Yoshi's Crafted World one is real. I feel like I remember that one. I think World Without Oil sounds like an arg that would win a Peabody. Parentheses derogatory. Um, (laughs) And I think that your fashion arg is too close to Art of the Heist that I think that you're you're showing your hand. So I'm going to say that one's fake. Okay. Uh, Michael, you posted your answer. Second, walk me through these. Okay. So um, test subjects needed. Yes, it was five gum. Yes, it was hilarious. That one is real. Phoenix Hunt, I don't think is real just because we're so bad at documenting Japanese projects. So we wouldn't have heard about it as easily enough. Um, Neopets, I think, is fake because otherwise you would have done the episode on it already. (laughs) Um, the Yoshi's Crafted World one absolutely broke me. I think it is real, but I also think that if you made it up, you were doing a reference to the little asteroid people in Boston that got people riled up when Adult Swim dropped the little, mm, um, mm-hmm. uh, the Moonanites. So <laughs> yeah. it, I, I still think it's real, but I also think that if you made it up, you were hitting us with a Moonanite trap. <laughs> um, <laughs> World Without Oil is real. Uh, did win the Peabody, and that was, um, I think, the beginning of Jane McGonagall's movement into the serious games, games for change stuff. Um, Hmm. Finally, we have the Toyota Camry, which I said was real because every single car company did so many alternate reality games, but I do not even remotely remember it. Morgan, would you like to walk me through your answers? They're all here? real, baby! <laughs> is my guess what they said now? <laughs> so, uh, Andrew is still in the lead with 17 points. Morgan, you have 14 points. Michael, you are moving up in the world with 11 points. Uh, Human Preservation Project is real. Phoenix Hunt is fake. Uh, the Lutari, Lutari Island is a real Neopets mobile game, but the ARG is fake. Yes. Uh, Yoshi's Crafted World was fake. Andrew, it is so funny that I somehow <laughs> gaslighted you into thinking that it was real. How? D- okay, no, fine. This is fine. Did I at least get that you were gaslighting us through the Moon Nights? No, this was, I literally sat around a table with a bunch of my, like, real life friends, and I was like, come up with fake sounding args. And one of my friends who is into crafting was like, oh, you should do one that, like, gets into the discourse around yard bombing that was really big back in, like, the 2010s. I think I remember the discourse. Yeah. And I remember Yoshi's Crafted World. So I was like, surely people will get mad about Yoshi. (laughs) Uh, World Without Oil is real. The Toyota Camry one is real. It was a 42 Entertainment arc, and I don't remember what it was called. Wow. Wow. But I went on their uh, I went on their site and looked for like weird niche. Uh, oh, uh, was that the one where you had to did. race to do the dead drops? 
Possibly. I think I actually played that and came really close to the Philly location. (laughs) Oh my god. Which tells you how much I remember about the plot of that one. (laughs) Oh yeah, it was called If Looks Could Kill. Oh my god. (laughs) Uh, A fun fact about Human Preservation Project is that uh, Terry O'Quinn from Lost was in it. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Human Preservation Project is one of my ARG white whales because there's no, like, comprehensive documentation on it, but it sounds insane. Well, uh, the way the website worked was you would be solving puzzles to unlock sections of it, so it's probably the least friendly Mm Wayback Machine site ever. Mm. Yep. (laughs) Marn, if you would put Terry O'Quinn from Lost Was In This ARG on any of these prompts, I would have immediately said fake and that you're showing your hand. I'm just heartbroken because um, it, uh, for test subjects needed, that's one of the ones that uh, Wiki Bruce, uh, Jeff May, did a really intensive wiki on, and it's just it probably didn't have enough pictures and full evidence into it, so you couldn't read between the lines on it. Hmm. Yeah, I have I have the uh, I have the wiki for it bookmarked, but uh, it like stops before the end of the actual arc. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I also didn't even know Terry O'Quinn was in it until I went on 42 Entertainment site and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> John Locke jump scare. <laughs> yeah. that, that, was, uh, that was kind of the peak, oh my god, 42, what are you doing? Where for Bonnaroo, one of the things they did is they made a bunch of like light up whirly gigs mm-hmm. and dropped them from the sky. Oh my yeah. god. <laughs> for five gum. That's <laughs> <laughs> what it feels like, Mark. I think more oh, art should be about conning companies into play into paying for absurd, spectacular things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I agree. I, I mean, I... Like, lost game. The joys of having a McDonald's sponsored Olympics arg with Ed Moses. <laughs> <laughs> and boy, at the end of that game, they gave us this online survey of, are you more likely to eat at McDonald's because of this game? And I said, hell yeah. Hell Holy shit! Yeah. <laughs> I guess like companies know that. all day to tell them that's that I'm the real twist more... ending to the Lost Ring. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. Oh my god, that's crazy. Uh, oh man! All right, so moving into round three, uh, I have eight more facts for you uh, to find the incorrectness with. Fact one: Arc dead drops are often a bad idea. <laughs> We're true so far. Okay. Keep going. <laughs> One notable example of this is This is My Milwaukee, where a book left in a cafe took players three days to find. Ooh. Michael. Buzz, um, actually, I got some guff on this from my friends who are listening to the podcast of, um, yes, This is My Milwaukee had the dead drop where I think it was under the like cafe table, mm-hmm. but the strong suspicion of some of the players was that it wasn't actually there the first day it fell off and that um, th- that was a factual inaccuracy on the part of the podcast. Having said that, what I think you're going for is, I, I think it was just, um, uh, it was not three days, it was either two or four. It was three days. Ah! Uh, buzz, buzz. Um, actually, we've never been wrong before. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm um, actually Michael on that one. I'm actually uh, the real Buzz. Uh, 
the book was in the library. The thing in the cafe oh. was something else. You are right. It yeah. was a piece of paper. Just a piece of paper. Ta- yeah. yeah, that was taped underneath the table. Michael said it in in, in their incredibly rude correction, <laughs> um, but didn't actually say that that was the thing they were correcting. <laughs> Another notable example, this is fact two, of a dead drop gone wrong is from the Gravity Falls cipher hunt, where the staff of a church accidentally disposed of a clue before the players could find it. Buzzing in. Michael. Um, I do remember that there was the issue with one of the, it was either like France or Germany, that one of the clues went missing. Uh, I don't think it was, I don't think it was the church. So it was in the U.S., but it was not a church. You're right. It was a university named after, I believe, like a nun or a saint or something. Okay. Okay. Fact three. The serial huntress and the infinity killer, main characters of the Dexter arg, are linked through an experience they shared over 30 years prior as potential victims of the Trinity killer. Oh, no. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, jeez. Andrew? okay buzz uh the infinity killer is a character in the dexter arg the serial huntress is just some shit you made up and it's just one of our main characters no (laughs) she had a title yep um she wasn't just deborah or whatever okay uh, i am going to buzz in on this one uh-huh. Um, this was in the lead up to this was in the lead up to the season for Trinity Killer. Uh, it was not the Trinity Killer who was the serial killer that they had the shared experience with. You are correct. It was Damn. the roulette killer. Oh, that sounds familiar now. As another fun fact, because this is one of the only things I can do here, um, <laughs> Argnet did some coverage on uh, the Infinity Killer thing as it was going, and uh, one of our writers, uh, Selena Beach, wrote the first article about it because she was at the San Diego activation where they set up a full-on kill room at the end of the initial scavenger hunt for the game. Oh, yeah. Um, As a result of that, um, they contacted the Argnet address and mailed me, on her behalf, a chocolate anatomical heart. Delicious. I feel like I remember reading about that. That (laughs) rules. Really tasty. I was not a good person. I did not forward that over to somebody on the other side of the country. (laughs) I mean, fair. Sorry, Selena. (laughs) Fact four. Halo 2 Arg Isle of Bees had two trailheads. One was a hidden message in a Halo 2 trailer that contained the Isle of Bees URL, and the other was physical packages containing beeswax candles being sent to past Arg participants. Michael? Um... So this one is near and dear to Argnet's heart because, uh, yes, there was the uh, Halo 2 trailer side of things. It was a a jar of honey from, uh, (laughs) it was, was, I think, uh, Melissa's uh, bees. Um, And inside it were uh, tiles that spelled out, I love bees, if you pulled it out, anagrammed (laughs) it. And uh, I think this jar actually got auctioned off at uh, one of the last Arg Fests as a fundraiser. Aw, as I was writing that one, I was like, I wonder if Michael got one of those initiatives. <laughs> <laughs> know this. Yeah, uh, so I didn't. That was before my time. Uh, I Love Bees was my window into uh, alternate reality uh, games as a space. But um, Steve Peters, I think, was still the head of the site at the time uh, when that came through. And he was one of the ones who uh, received it. Then it was either Steve or uh, John Waite who took over after Steve. 
and, and in fact, Steve started going to 42 Entertainment, which is why he gave up the site. So oh, yeah, it would have been Steve. Okay. All right. Well, Classic Michael leaving uh, the the leaving media to join the game developer pipeline. Yeah. Yeah. Exists no, in it, interactive it, media it's too. It's this horrible thing of for Argnet. I am the only owner of Argnet to not have won an Emmy. Holy shit. Wow. <laughs> Starting our new Twitter hashtag, hashtag give Michael an Emmy. <laughs> give Michael Anderson an Emmy. I'll read Michael, that. you and Morgan are now tied at 14 points each. Uh, Andrew, you are sitting at 18 points. You are still in the lead. Uh, sitting comfortably, high on the hog. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing can kill me down. My high oh, horse God. looks so good. This petard I'm so wonderfully hoisted upon could never fail me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Five. The Beast is known as being one of the first large-scale ARGs, with a widespread player base that named themselves the Cloud Makers after a search engine AI they met early in the game. Buzz. Michael. Uh, I might not be getting the right technicality on this, but uh, the Beast is... Uh, it is still kind of in the proto-arg category because the name alternate reality game did not get coined until Lockjaw, which is the game that came after The Beast. That's not what you're going for. not the thing that is glaringly wrong with this question. (laughs) Buzz? Yes. They didn't name themselves the Cloud Makers? The Game Masters called them the Cloud Makers. They did name themselves the Cloud Makers. It was Damn. like the name of their Yahoo group, I believe. Yeah, they were Yahoo groups. Yeah. Uh, Buzz, it wasn't a search engine AI. It was like a AI AI. Yes, it was the AI for the boat, the Cloud Maker. Oh, oh right. Oh. Uh, w- right. w- one of the guys in the community, uh, Nick Tierce, actually made up um, the Janine Sala credit t-shirts because the trailhead, oh, so, uh, so the trailhead into um, the beast was the having the credits for sentient AI handler, and mm-hmm. um, he spent like hours matching fonts so that you could wear the first trailhead to the first proto arg or arg, depending on how you're going by that. Wow, that rules! That's sick. That's incredible. Fact six: as part of the marketing lead up to why so serious. 11,000 $1 bills modified to have the Joker's face on them were scattered from an overhead plane during 2007 San Diego Comic-Con. Andrew? Uh, Buzz, 11,000 is a pretty even number. I'm going to guess that it was a slightly different number than that. It was 11,000. Exactly. According to the (gasps) stuff that I read about it, it was (laughs) 11,000. I'm going to buzz in. I don't think this was one of the overhead planes uh, scenarios that I I feel like uh, there, there were some people handing them out. Um, uh, the Joker cards were discovered at comic shops and Andrew is buzzing in. So I think I'm wrong. No, you, you're actually correct. They were not what? scattered from a plane. There was a plane, but they did not use it to scatter the dollars. Oh. Yeah. Was that another one of the ones where they did skywriting as, uh, no, because the skywriting as part of the scavenger hunt would have been later when they had the uh, actual clown thing going on. Yeah, they had a plane fly by, I think, with a banner with a phone number on it. They apparently mm. wanted to drop the dollar bills from like a high place, but they couldn't figure out how to do it safely, so they just handed <laughs> them out. 
That's oh, fair. So this is like uh, WKRP in Cincinnati with the uh, turkey drop. The turkey. I did yeah. have a turkey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, noted art creators uh, bludgeoned players with dollar bills. Oh, God. <laughs> Fact seven. The iSigil ARG referred to a series of strange glyphs inserted into roughly 30 different Steam games as a part of the Frog Fractions 2 ARG. The ultimate key to solving the puzzle was found in a journal in the game Oxenfree. Michael. Uh, um, actually, the iSigil ARG was part of the lead in- Oh, wait, so the iSigil ARG, the Frog Fractions had the two separate halves, um... Oh, shucks. Uh, I think that the issue with this one is that the journal in Oxenfree was not tied into it, but uh, now I'm doubting myself again. Uh, You're actually right. It wasn't found in Oxenfree. For a bonus point, can anyone tell me what what game the key was found in? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That's enthusiasm. That sounded very confident. It was... You pull. Let's see if I can go to my 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 uh, mental his memory palace. My, the my memory palace exactly. <laughs> it's you pulled Oxenfree because it was an indie game, but indie, it wasn't involved in this. Oxenfree had its own ARG. Uh huh. It was an indie game put out around this time. No, it wasn't an indie game. It was a big game. It was a major release. <laughs> Andrew. Him doing like the Sherlock thing. Yep. <laughs> like, I sure game. am. 100%. Andrew yeah. has game <laughs> his whole Steam library swirling around his head yeah. right now. <laughs> it's it's just the scene where he's looking at a cell phone and it says uh-huh. alcoholism question mark. Uh, but I'm just like sticking and repeating that one. Um, was it the? It wasn't the witness. That was too late. It was. Come back to me. Come back to me. Okay. No. Was it Team Fortress Two? It was not. Okay. Morgan, do you know? Um, was it that one horror game about a painter? It was not. Okay. <laughs> it it wasn't Glitter Mitten Grove, was it? No. Because no, that, 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 that was just that was just frog practice. Yeah. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. How's your mind, Palace Andrew? <laughs> Uh, it's cozy this time of year. I, I've I've left the puzzle pieces on the table and sunk into my recliner to oh, pout. Man. What was the answer? Uh, the answer was it was in Firewatch. Oh. oh, I knew it was like a first person walking around simulator. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's where I came to the witness. Yeah. I was like, it was a different colorful one. I, I just yeah. remember this as being one of those trailheads where there was no sign whatsoever that it was a Frog Fractions 2 thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it was just, hey, what are all these indie game developers doing hiding in yeah. like ridiculously hard to access areas? These symbols that you can piece together and like match through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I... I found out while I was looking at the games that had the sigils in them that apparently Daniel Mullins put one in Pony Island as like a joke and like not affiliated with the rest of the ARG. That's the most Daniel Mullins <laughs> thing you could ever do. And then the Frog Fractions developers credited him in like the credits of their game where they were crediting all the game designers. <laughs> someone's writing up the credits they're like did we ask dan to do yeah. this they're like i guess so yeah apparently he, he like people found it and it came out that like two of his friends just like dared him to put it in there as a joke. <laughs> <laughs> oh 
man. All right, your final fact. During season three of the Heart and Brain Corp ARG, players were given a list of bonus tasks that their teams could do to receive points. These tasks included sending Adult Swim headquarters their fingernail clippings, visiting Mammoth Cave National Park, and explaining the ARG to a stranger on film. Buzz. Morgan. Um, it wasn't, I don't think it was Mammoth Cave. I think it was something closer to the Adult Swim headquarters. Um, and I forget what national park it was it was mammoth cave i think i think mammoth cave was like a location in the arg i don't remember i remember us talking about mammoth cave because it's near hometown relatively people don't talk about kentucky (laughs) so i claim the whole state what the heck we're we're doing the flip of the coin of which of us is going to fall on the sword first Uh Uh, buzz uh, arm um arg surely uh it wasn't explaining the arg to a stranger on film because otherwise we'd have a lot of wonderful videos we could watch of having heart and brain corpse summaries that we could be watching right now. So it was on film and they had to email it to Adult Swim headquarters. <laughs> ah, private mm. videos. Buzz. See, here's the thing. I feel like I remember sending fingernail clippings. I'm going to say these aren't bonus tasks. These are just tasks they had to accomplish to do stuff. They are bonus tasks. Your your first instinct was correct. It wasn't fingernail clippings. It was they had to send their hair. Oh, right. And then later on, uh, one of the like employees showed up in a video with the hair jar of all the hair they oh had collected God. from players. <laughs> 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 all right. I have a final challenge for you. Uh, I have two very hard questions. And one timed question. Oh boy. Oh goody. Huh. Uh, I originally, so I originally was going to do like a, I let the patrons ask questions in a in a secret uh, channel in our Discord, but I realized that both Morgan and Michael could see it. And I was like, <laughs> oh, I can't use those. <laughs> um, so I have written two very hard ones oh, no. and a as opposed to question. the other ones this episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, as opposed to the other all ones the easy episode. ones so far. Uh, currently, our point standings are Andrew Silver plays with eighteen points, Michael catching up with sixteen points, and Morgan in the back with fifteen points. We're not that far behind. Yeah. I'm on your tail. Yeah. All right. Your first of the three final challenges. Name at least three materials from the important materials list in Milwaukee or Reasonable Haven. Buzz. Yeah, go for it, Andrew. Wood. You're not gonna tell me if I'm if I'm right until I'm no, done with it. I'm gonna give you a point for each one you can get right. <laughs> oh boy, damn! I was hoping I could just like fight my way through this. Uh, <laughs> wood, God seed fragments, and rope or string or something along those lines you get one point because you have one correct <laughs> great was it wood i'm, I'm not gonna no. tell you if you think if also I, I, you think you could get more than three i'm gonna buzz, I'm gonna buzz in knowing that this is not gonna go well for me mm-hmm. but i want to say the god <laughs> i want to say the god seed fragments were the right one for andrew's list uh, I'm going to go for a bottle of water, and let's go for hope. Uh, Michael, you get zero points. <laughs> it's the wood, I told you. <laughs> uh, might as well throw in my buzz. Um, 
I guess I'm gonna steal wood. Um, and then I don't feel like turnips were important in that arg. And there's some part of me yelling lettuce. So I'm gonna go with it. Morgan, you get one point. <laughs> can I? Can I go again? Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, wood is on the list. Yes, you you already have the point for wood. Thank you. Um, not turnips. It, it is not turnips. It is fennel. That is important. But it might just be that fennel is what they use to represent goddess seed fragments. So we might just be back to square one. <laughs> and concrete. Andrew, you already have the point for wood and you get Great. zero additional points. Thank you. <laughs> I yield the rest of my time. He was really convincing with fennel. I gotta say. Yeah. I know fennel is absolutely in the videos, but... Yeah, I, oh, yeah. I, Fe- I fennel is like it. a huge thing. I remember it because I said, oh, yeah, they had some kind of fucked up onion. And Marn looked at me and said, a fennel seed? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, uh, I don't know. Just a real fucked up onion. So the materials on the important materials list are wood... Iron, plasticite, brass, reinforced brass, flax wrap, bricocite, and embrass. What was that flax one? Flax wrap. I would argue that's string, but that's fine. (laughs) (laughs) My second challenge question for you is, can anyone tell me who invented the pig pen cipher? Oh, I used to know this. Yes. Andrew? Yes, I can. Uh, <laughs> Sir James B. Pigpen was a English cryptographer who invented the Pigpen cipher during the War of the Roses uh, because they didn't want enemy movements to get into the wrong people's hands. But they also knew that people couldn't read, so they had to go with tic-tac-toe instead, which was the most popular game at the time. Very convincing, but absolutely not. <laughs> Michael? All right. I'm um, actually. Yes. As my joke answer, of course, it's going to be Francis Bacon, uh, <laughs> um, which honestly, I should stick with that as my answer because he does have a couple of ciphers. But um, because the alternate name for it is the Masonic cipher and you're going into kind of that whole Masonic secrecy thing, we don't know. It's just the Masons finger waving. So that is one of the answers that I will accept. <gasps> Yay! <laughs> Morgan, Can I buzz in to throw? Yes. Was it Arthur Conan Doyle? No. Damn. So this is a trick question because uh, there is no agreed upon origin for the Pigpen Cipher. It is said to have both originated as a Freemason code with the Hebrew rabbis and uh, with the Knights Templar. Wow. Also the kid from Peanuts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Also, it is really hard to find a cipher that's not just named after the last name of the person who made it. That's what I was going for. Honestly, if your question was, how do you pronounce the Visionaire cipher? I wouldn't wouldn't have faith in myself. We have three different answers and all would be wrong. God. It's the Vinegar cipher. Vinegar cipher. I I called it the the Vignaire cipher for years, and I'm still not sure which one's better. (laughs) I, I read it as like... The same way that you would read the word legionnaire. That's how I go, yeah. But I, I don't know, visionaire, or I, I guess I've never actually said it out visionaire. loud. We're thinking about it. Yeah. All right. So hold on, I'm pulling up a timer. 
Oh, good. Oh, God. <laughs> and this is your timed question. You each get to do this. You can decide who goes first, also. I will give you one point for every Lonely Girl 15 character you can correctly name in 60 seconds. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> who would like to go first? I'll go first. Okay, tell me when you want me to start the timer. All right, you got Lonely Girl. You got Wait, Mr. Lonely Girl. Wait, start the timer yet. <laughs> All right, uh, I will tell you when to go. Okay. Three, two, one. Okay, you have Daniel who sucks. You have Jonas who's hot. You have Purple Monkey. You have uh, Lonely Girl's dad. You have, oh, the weirdo hacker guy. Um... Bree is Lonely Girl's name. Uh, you have the other girl that got added like partway through that everyone thought was fake. At this one, I'm just describing folks for people to remember the names later on. So you're welcome. Um, you have Icebreakers, Mints. You have uh, the doctor from the Institute. Um. I feel like they did a crossover with another YouTuber at some point, but I can't remember which one. So that one's not working. All right. That this time. time. Apparently. <laughs> what did I get? Like three? Uh, you get five points because I will accept Purple Monkey and I'll accept Bree's dad yeah. as an answer because I think they only say his name like once. Okay, cool. Who would then, like to go next? And then, oh, well, well, I also got Jonas. I got Daniel and I got Icebreaker Sours. Is that right? <laughs> You got Bree, Daniel, Jonas, uh, Bree's dad, and Purple Monkey. <laughs> okay, okay. All oh, right, Bree. I forgot Lonely Girl herself in my yeah. rundown of which answers I got. I, I right. thought you Perfect. said Bree. Yeah. 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 Who would like to go next? I will volunteer as the next victim. Okay. Three, two, one. Okay, you got Bree. You've got uh, Daniel was the weird techie friend, I think. Purple mom- monkey, obvious. Uh, both the mom and dad were alive as the crazy cult people. Um, I think Op Aphid wasn't just the weird name of the ARG. It was a character as part of the weird trait positive tracking folks. Um, as we're going into spinoff ter- territory, you've got Madison Atkins. You've got uh, that YouTuber Austin uh, kind of wrote himself into the story. Uh, If we're dealing with other players who have kind of weaved their way into canon, uh, Borealic, Kira, I can't get away with that, so I'm not going to play those cards. Um, That um, we've uh, we've got the leads from the jumper because they had that messed up what the heck's going on crossover where the jumper was the movie was in canon for Lonely Girl 15. Holy shit, I forgot about Uh, that. Which is the other thing to go on with the icebreakers of I think they were doing icebreakers promotions with jumper. How the hell are you going to score that one? Uh, I'm going to give you seven points because that's how many names I searched on the Lonely Girl Wiki's character page that came up with correct, with actual pigs. And I don't know which of those are going to be winning for it. Well, you're tied with Andrew. They may or may not help for you, Morgan. (laughs) So my weak spot here. 50% of Michael's rambling was accurate. My weak spot here is that I listened to the Lonely Girl 15 arg while having a, an allergic reaction in my bathtub. Um, oh, God. So, I don't... <laughs> we can try. I'm going to get... The, you know? Okay. I'm ready. Okay. 
Three, two, one. Well, there's Bree, Daniel who sucks, Hot Jonas, uh, Bree's <laughs> dad. Um, Thank you for using their full monkey. names. <laughs> um, and Op Aphid was the one I super remember from Michael, and then everything after <laughs> that was a fever dream. Um, so I'm just going to use the same time to say, play Marn's tabletop game, Time to Drop. <laughs> Can this minute be done now? I I, I, I think he deserves a point for that one. (laughs) I will give you a point for that one. You can just start throwing out names, honestly, at this point. Frankie, Philip, Lil Joe. (laughs) Wait, hold on. Sheila. All right, I'm stopping your timer. (laughs) Benoit Blanc. Uh, That is. (laughs) <laughs> that is six points for Morgan. Uh, other answers I would have accepted out of the main cast were Sarah, who was the other girl. Ah, uh, okay. New type uh, yep. Taylor, who is Sarah's sister. Uh, Gemma, who is Bree's aunt, I believe. Uh, Tachyon and Brother, who were part of the Op Aphid arc. Tachyon! And Spencer, who was the, uh, who was the, like, nerd lab guy. And also Spencer. Carl and, uh, Alex who were members of the Order. Yeah. The cool thing about Lonely Girl 15 was that was one of those games that had, in the same way that Slenderman had an entire verse spinoff of it, and even with uh, Lizzie Bennet Diaries, you had an entire set of creators who were inspired and built around there. You had so many fan-related, tangentially, partially canonized projects coming out of Lonely Girl 15, where even um, they had this contest where I think uh, Lonely Girl 15, The Resistance, was just... A fan submitted, hey, I want to do this game. And they were like, yeah, sure, here's some money to make it happen. That I think the guy that behind that one did a YouTube video that was just like, here's my really weird experience yeah. being made a showrunner on a Lonely Girl 15 Yeah, uh, I, I want to say his first name is Austin. Austin his McConnell, is, yeah. Yeah, uh, Austin mm-hmm. McConnell. His channel is amazing. I love the content that guy's been putting out. But it was something where he had that conversation of, hey, you're now doing Lonely Girl really young. <laughs> He's like, I made fan fiction and now I have to budget out a television season. <laughs> I believe his video on that was How I Killed Lonely Girl 15. Uh-huh. Yeah. It, it came back for Lonely Girl 16, though, and uh, well, I think that actually was 2016 to have the convenient, but it would have been like 10 years later they did the, hey, let's do a mini, like, two or three episode run. Wow. Yeah, I remember, I remember that. that. It was like on Snapchat? Question mark? I remember at least the first video dropped on YouTube because I refused to use Snapchat, even if Args tell me to. Yeah. But yeah. beyond that, yeah, I think that one might have petered out and it was kind of the let me give you the epilogue in the same way that um, Jimmy Fallon will pe- pull people on and do the Saved by the Bell reunion. Yeah. <laughs> How come Jimmy Fallon hasn't pulled on? Uh, let, let me grow F- Fallon or Kimmel? I always get those two confused. Uh, I couldn't tell you. I could not tell you. Um. So... Andrew and Michael, you are tied for first place. <laughs> That's what happens when one person who listens to his friend's hyperfixation for three years has to go up against someone who actually goes to ARGs. So glad to know that both of these are valid uh, ways to engage with the media. <laughs> Morgan, you are only behind by two Woo-hoo! points. You are at 22. Yeah. Um, I did not think that there would be a tie so I did not prepare a tiebreaker 
I thought with them actually, ties are allowed though. They're just like, yeah. Yeah, no, like, ties, yeah. ties are absolutely allowed. I was just like, oh, there's an there's an odd number of questions. Surely there won't be a tie somehow. <laughs> I, I was just freaking out towards the beginning of this show as we were sitting at uh, like one against 11 against 13. Yeah, come back in the century. The thing yeah, is, what? I, le- legitimately, Marn started asking questions about args you'd been to. Is really what yeah. <laughs> no, it, it was very lucky that the hard questions started getting into the, oh yeah, those are some of the ones that I actually wrote about or experienced as opposed to having to rely on the horrible memory of stuff I didn't even do. <laughs> well, congratulations to both of you and also working at a close second. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mart, thank you. This was an incredible show and congratulations. Over a hundred episodes. That is so crazy. I was pulling up the list of all of the games that you've covered and you've done over 50 games with that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. This is the third year in a row that I've been like, this is it. This is the year that we run out of args to talk about and it hasn't happened yet. It'll never happen. I will say. Yeah, it's this weird thing. People keep releasing new games. (laughs) Yeah. It's weird. During uh, during this, Marn, you did say during season three of the Heart and Brain Corp ARG, and I thought that's not an ARG. That's not <laughs> one that we did. It's it, it is the Adult Swim ARG, but it is technically called yeah. the Heart and Brain <laughs> yeah. Corp ARG. It's Yo. been a a wild uh, few years. I've been through like three apartments in the time that this podcast has been coming out, and like. I could flash back to different desks, and this is in a, a very fun show to do. Yeah. Yeah, thank you, uh, thank you, Michael, and thank you, Morgan, for coming on and being a part of this uh, um arguably to celebrate the anniversary. <laughs> uh, and thank you to, to everyone else out there who has listened and supported us and uh, followed us as we went from Argonauts to part of Orange Groves to now part of slash running moonshot and it's been a wild ride and i'm excited for a hundred more hell yeah that's it we cut off after that one (laughs) (laughs) well no then then you pivot into full-on variety show if you've now got 200 um uh, games and you just double down and say okay this is going to be purely the slenderverse episode and we're only doing (laughs) slenderverse trivia there you go there you go (laughs) i would never make andrew do that (laughs) 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 <laughs> oh man um plugs recommendations yeah i guess uh before we get out of here uh michael and morgan do either of you have any uh any recommendations you want to give folks anything that you've been uh, obsessed with lately that you think more people should check out yeah i said it as a joke earlier but i actually have been playing a game of time to drop which is marn's musical time loop heist arg or tabletop game not an ARG um (laughs) and it's absolutely fantastic my friends and I have been having a blast with it um and we just we just finished our second loop tomorrow we're playing through maybe three through five we'll see um and yeah hell yeah yeah, uh, I'll go in for a twofer of, um, as we're recording this podcast, next week I'm going to be heading out for the MIT Mystery Hunt, which is, a- as much as we were talking about crazy, wait, what do you mean that happens stuff in alternate reality games, for the puzzle hunt scene, the MIT Mystery Hunt is that le- level of 
wait, what do you mean they printed out an unofficial set of Cards Against Humanity cards and hid puzzles in there as part of uh, one of the challenges? What do you mean Weird Al Yankovic was one of the video guests last year? It's just, they go absolutely hog wild with the puzzles. Um, Having said that, I'm assuming by the time this episode goes up, it'll be a little hard to join up with a team. So what I would recommend is uh, in December, I went to this incredible immersive theater uh, slash puzzle show called Club Drosselmeyer. It's going to be wonderful when it comes back in December as a live event where it's uh, basically what if the Nutcracker was a World War II war bonds fundraiser. (laughs) But you do not need to wait until December for this. Because they have two online play games where if you go to the website clubdrosselmeyer.com, you can sign up to play the radio show version of it where they set up this audio track where uh, every time you solve a puzzle, you're calling up a phone line. And by calling up the phone line, the track of your audio changes And so you're kind of solving along and doing this arg in a capsule for playing through the Nutcracker. It's wild. It's crazy. It's bad shit. Um, You are dealing with, for instance, this year, we had a war between uh, the Nutcracker, who was an artificial intelligence, fighting against Rhett King, who who was um, actually Rhett King's dad, Erasmus, who was mind controlling rats. And oh my God. Uh, whole crazy factional. There's multiple endings to this game. Club Drosselmeyer, nothing I said made sense, but it's still a delight. I have some friends in Boston that I uh, need to kidnap to this. <laughs> oh, yeah. Highly recommend it. It's a December show, and they pair it with if you want to go and just enjoy the swing dance performances and the like full on variety show acts, you can do that. But they also have puzzle tracks and they also have acting tracks where you can influence the events of the story and what happens at the end of the night. Wow, that sounds amazing. It was held at a Masonic Lodge where we got to break into an actual Masonic safe. Holy wow. shit. That sounds sick. <laughs> okay, I need to actually check to make sure that my friend who I want to do this with is, wasn't already involved because they do swing dance in Boston. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh, God. Well, hell yeah, this sounds incredible. Uh, and I think that well, actually, Martin, do you have any recommendations? I do. My recommendation is that you should go to the Moonshot YouTube channel and watch the whole VOD of the Moonshot Network Murder Mystery Dinner Party uh, as one of the donation incentives from Extra Life. Back in October, I said that I am going to download a murder mystery kit and make everyone from Moonshot do it. Uh, and six hosts from the network volunteered to do it, and it was some of the most fun I have had recently. Uh, I was all, I was the narrator, and my mic was muted most of the time, and I was howling with laughter <laughs> like alone in my apartment. I watched a lot of it a couple days ago. It was incredible. <laughs> yeah. I, I haven't watched yet, but I'm really looking forward to it just because I remember the uh, image preview you have of it where your face is fully like 50% of the pictures in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it is very good, and uh, you should go watch it. Jay very graciously downloaded the VOD right away and put it on our uh, our YouTube channel. So go watch it. <laughs> Hell yeah. I don't have a... 
a big recommendation this week, or at least nothing nothing super new. Uh, but I've been watching a lot more Taskmaster, uh, which is on. <gasps> oh, I need to watch the New Zealand yes, seasons. Uh, it's a game show that is. They have a whole bunch of it on their own YouTube channel. Uh, it's a British uh, game show. If I haven't pitched it before on the show, um, long story short, they grab five comedians uh, who they have been given each of them different tasks that they have to accomplish. And then they gather them all into a, a room to watch the video footage of those tasks and judge them harshly. Um, it is incredible fun. I've been watching through season 14, which they are drip feeding onto their YouTube channel. Um <laughs> But it's one of the best ones in a long time. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm really liking the show. It's it's a great show. If you're looking for something pretty brainless to watch, uh, there's like hour long episodes. It's great. It it is one of those shows that makes me go, I bet I could do that. So uh, <laughs> funny you should say that. Uh, I welcomed in the new year with a bunch of uh, writerly friends, uh, where we actually played. There's a Taskmaster board game. Oh my and God. Ooh, my, God. my year got to be made because for one of the challenges, I got to win by rules lawyering. Oh and my God. Oh, that's the dream. Yeah. It, it's, it's a taskmaster dream going through and saying, I see your rules and I'm going to take them at a technicality. You didn't say I couldn't do X, Y, Z. So I did it in one hands down. Yeah. Uh, perfect. Moi. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's, uh, it's a wonderful board game that gives you a taste of the taskmaster experience as long as whoever is the host of the experience is okay with their house or venue being the scene for a Taskmaster game. Oh, no. That's, <laughs> I, I, that's the thing. I want to... It's it's the kind of show that makes me want to say, could I make, you know, uh, Taskmoonster? Like, could I, could I figure <laughs> out a way to do this with my friends? And the biggest sticking point is I don't have a tiny British home in the countryside that I can just decimate for the sake of doing tasks. Uh, but the moment I get one, listeners, if you've got a tiny British countryside home that you want to donate to Moonshot, I'm all ears. Oh, my God. Wow. Uh, but I think that that is going to do that for us. So uh, until next time, if you want to get a hold of us, uh, you can find Marn and I. Uh, I'm on Twitter at co-host Sherms. I am on Twitter at Corp Survivors. Uh, the show is at uh, Argonauts Pod. And Michael and Morgan, what are your Twitters? I should have asked you to pitch yourselves <laughs> one more time. Who are our guests? Michael, tell us about yourself again. Yeah, so one more time with that. I'm uh, Michael Anderson. Uh, I run the website ARGN.com, which has a, a Twitter handle, ARGN. And then you can find me on most social platforms, including Elo, as uh, MJ Anderson, A-N-D-E-R-S-E-N. And Morgan? Uh, and I'm Morgan. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at MTimeWarp. And then you can also find me on co-host at... Uh, we did the time warp again, but with dashes in between every single word. Um, and then check on my band camp, uh, which is we did the time warp again, just as one word. It's very confusing, and I'm very sorry. Yeah, you can go listen to that album now. You didn't You didn't pause earlier and do that, did you? We told you not to. <laughs> Anyways, thank you all for joining us, uh, both for 100 episodes of Argonauts and one episode of... Uh, one episode of uh, um, Argachily and like four episodes of meaty arg analysis and, and like then a couple of Frady Dogs spook them up so long. You know, thank you for joining us for, for everything that you have. It means the world to us. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us on the show, you can do that or email us, uh, argonautspodcast.gmail.com. And until next time, 
that's args, baby. and their amazing friends, the Actual Play Podcast that steals. What does that mean? That means that we take stories from corporations and come back and tell our own fanfic-inspired actual plays with them. We do things like a Star Wars podcast that takes place 300 years after The Last Jedi. What if any Zoids media was good? We tell stories in those spaces that are better than the ones that the corporations tell us because we're not cowards please come join us at riley hopkins and their amazing friends to hear a plethora of wonderful stories every once in a while on the moonshot podcast network riley hopkins and their amazing friends hosted by me riley hopkins